welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I am your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today we got a Mindset Monday podcast. But before we get into that, I do want to give a quick shout out to these Mindset Monday episodes sponsor, which is Giant Lifting. It is the most trustworthy, in my opinion, uh, lifting company that you could possibly get equipment from. So you can head over to giantlifting.com and you can use the coupon code TCM5 to save a little cash when you are shipping off your weights to your house. But on top of that, they also have cheaper shipping than almost any other company out there. Any company I'm aware of, unless you're doing Amazon Prime, which means you're probably getting pretty shitty equipment. Um, I've had a lot of, uh, actually speaking of shitty equipment, the bench that we have there that is still hanging on for dear life somehow that's been in every garage gym Three garage gyms, three different garages I've owned. Bolts are still rattling. Dude, it is like, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah. I mean, you're starting to bench and it's wobbling back and forth. But um, <laughs> but no, Giants uh, equipment is not going to wobble on you. It's stable as hell. We beat the hell out of it. Um, we got tons and tons of weights out there, all from Giant. And it's, uh, it's pretty dope. They're actually coming through today to shoot me lifting uh, to get them some content. And then I think they're coming in on Monday to do a photo shoot with their team Sick. to get some shots uh, of their equipment in the gym. So uh, we got a cool little partnership going, but they are somebody I trust. They are literally next door. So I pop over and say what's up all the time. Um, I know the owners. Uh, I've known one of the owners for a long time. And it's uh, like I said, it's the most trustworthy company I, I go to when it comes to getting fitness equipment, whether you're a garage gym, a gym owner, or you just need some like bands and bells to take with you because you're a traveling uh, gym enthusiast. Either way, head over to giantlifting.com and enter the coupon code TCM5. Now today, we're going to dive into a couple mindset questions just like we did uh, last time. So we have a, a gang of questions from different people and sources on mindset, on motivation, on growth, all that stuff. And, and we've been just kind of running through it. So Travis is going to give us the first one and we're going <coughs> to dive right in. Cool. All right. So the first one came from somebody on uh, Instagram that we decided that was a really good question and we are going to use it for this mindset today. And uh I'm not sure exactly where all of these came from, but I know I remember this one from Instagram. So that's fine. So the first one says, how can the gap between where you are currently and where you want to be in the future, how can that gap be a powerful motivator in your success? I love this question because I think uh, this is, it's kind of, uh, I mean, actually I'm going to read this because this is relates to this post I did this morning. I don't know if you saw that yet, but it's, it, I mean, it's all perspective. It's how you look at things, right? So I wrote, when you focus on problems, you'll have more excuses. When you focus on possibilities, you have more opportunities. Mm. And basically what that is saying is, is in, in this situation, that gap, it, it's how you look at it. It's what you make it, right? The gap is what you make it. Um, home is what you make it. <laughs> Joe Dirtline, I don't know if you... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kept thinking of when I said yeah. that. But the gap is is literally... It's whatever you want it to be. So for a lot of people, that gap is scary. That gap is, it's limiting. Yeah. It's, it's essentially, it, it's fear, right? Yeah. You fear the gap because there's a big fucking gap. You right don't there. know how, how it's going to take to get there. How long, how yeah. hard is it going to be? <clears throat> what are you going to have to work through? Are, are you going to fail along the way? Probably because you always fail at least yeah. a few times. But that gap is scary for most and being able to shift it into a motivator. I mean, there's a few things involved with this, but number one, it's a state of mind. I think there's, there's, uh, 
remember I told you there was that study on positive thinking mm-hmm. and how you can live longer and blah, blah, blah. Well, they also like examined some different things about positive thinking. And to an extent, it is a personality trait that you were born with. So there are people who are going to be naturally more positive thinking. Um, I don't think you're born with that because you're not born with a positive thinking like neuron in your brain. I think it's uh, the environment. This is where like people are listening to Beethoven with their babies in the womb. And there's, wow, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about that, but there's actually like I can the, see it. the sound waves and stuff. So you, they do that so that the baby is, uh, I mean, I actually listen to, I can't remember what it's called, but that type of music, basket or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's like Beethoven shit. Yeah. Wolfgang, whatever his name is. Um, I don't like the music, but I actually read in that Limitless book. Yeah. There's actually uh, higher brainwave frequencies Very when calming. you listen to it. Yeah. It's actually not. I thought it was going to be, but was it's it like. Dark? Not dark, but it's like fast piano and oh. organs. And it's like, and you're like, whoa. At first I was kind of like, this is trippy. I'm not very like knowledgeable, but it's like Mozart or like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very progressive. Yeah. So yeah. like it gets, uh, I mean, they have, you know, the, the orchestrating totally, and shit. Totally. But it, uh, it's kind of intense, man. <laughs> but the, that book, Limitless, it talks about uh, specific music for enhanced productivity. And uh, that was like the number one source. So I typed in on Spotify and it was literally like that and then flow or productivity. I was like, oh shit, there's already playlists for people doing this. So I started listening to it. And uh, although I don't like that music, I found myself just fucking going. And I was like, oh, this is dope. But I listen to a lot of jazz hip hop more than that. Um, anyway, people will listen to that stuff in, while the baby's in the womb to try to, in, uh, like, I don't know, like almost influence the baby to develop a certain way. So if you think about it like that in like the environment around the baby in the womb and then the environment around the baby at birth and when it's a child, um, you know, you're more likely to have a positive atmosphere. Totally. Right? It's a, I think they even uh, have, have probably have some research to show this with divorce. I mean, a lot of times when there's divorce in the family, there's a lot of divorce in the family. You know, it's how were you raised? And I, and I hate saying that because obviously I was raised in a divorced home, but um, I'm going to change that obviously. But the point is, is I think it's more of an environmental thing. So some of this is, is epigenetics, not necessarily genetics. How you were brought up is, is going to shape the way you think, which is positive thinking versus negative thinking, which also means glass half empty, glass half full. If you go to a situation and, and you're, or like you're driving to work and you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm late for work. There's a ton of traffic. I'm annoyed. Or you could be like, man, this sucks, but I'm just thankful I have a fucking job, Right. That's somebody who has a, uh, that gene in them that is just like more leaning on the side of positive thinking. They're more likely to shift their mind. Um, they're more likely to look at the glass half full, not half empty. And I think it comes down to that. This gap is either glass half full or glass half empty. If you look at it like, holy shit, I have so far to go. There's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations. There's going to be a lot of negatives along the way. I'm probably going to fail. I don't know if I can do this. Or you look at it like, damn, this is going to be a dope journey. It's going to take me a while, but I'm going to have so many opportunities to grow and learn how to be better. And yeah, I'll probably fail, but those failures are going to make me stronger. Like, because this takes so long, it's going to be that much bigger of a success and it's going to be that much more meaningful to me, right? Completely different narratives, but that's essentially what you have to choose to do. So I think the best way to allow this gap to be a motivator, and this can be, I'm starting a business today and I got a long way to go. It can be, man, I got 50 pounds to lose. I got a long way to go. It could be anything. It could be, um, I mean, marriage, childhood, anything like pregnancy, nine months. That's a long time to, to go through that. You know, all of these things are a journey and you have to choose 
positive thinking. Yeah. You have to literally choose to look at the glass half full. And, and the cool thing about this to remember is that everybody has the decision to, ch- to choose positivity or negativity, to choose half full or half empty. We do. Doesn't, you're going to be hardwired based on your upbringing and who you are and your lifestyle to kind of naturally choose one over the other. I mean, there's a lot of people who just naturally think negative, you know, and it's hard for them to choose positive, but yeah. you have to choose positive. Yeah. Um, it was hard for me for a long time. And I think as humans, a lot of time we just focus on the negative, yeah. you know, you hear way more bad reviews about restaurants than you do good reviews. Why? Because when something's bad or negative, your focus goes there. Yeah. When something's good, you're just, you don't think about it much. So I think action steps to get there, um, reading things about positive thinking, reading things about perspective and visualization and um, mindset, listening to podcasts like this so you can hear other people talking about how they choose to do it on a daily basis because it can influence you to do the same. I think eliminating some of the negative things in your life. This is even why, um, unless I'm working out, I actually like purposely, and it sounds so cheesy, but I purposely try to avoid listening to certain rap, even though I love it. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's fucking horrible. Like it really is. Mm-hmm. Love hip hop. Yeah. A lot of it is just very bad lyrics. And it's the same thing with some of the punk rock and metalists do. Very, very depressing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I try to avoid listening to that quite often because unless I'm working out because I want to get angry and lift, because it just brings me down. Totally. And you, it's subconscious, you know. And yeah. I actually got that from that book, uh, It Takes What It Takes, who's the performance coach who works with like Russell Wilson and a bunch of other people. And he doesn't let any of his athletes watch depressing movies, depressing shows. <laughs> he even said country music because country music's depressing, apparently. Um, which it kind of is sometimes if you listen to lyrics, but some of it's like have a beer and have fun, the good ones. Um, but but I started to kind of taking that note and listening to more instrumentals, listening to more oldies rock that's like more about partying and having fun, you yeah. know. Um, and, and that does influence it. So what you're putting around you will influence your attitude, the people you're listening to, the stuff you're reading, um, and then making the decision, you know, to sit down and write in a gratitude journal. So people ask, like, I mean, if I write, I'm grateful for life or I'm grateful for my job or I'm grateful for my parents every fucking day. Like, what, what value is that? I'm just writing aimlessly in journal. You're hardwiring your brain to think about the, the things yeah. you're grateful for, the positive things in your life. So I don't care if you write the same exact thing every fucking day. You're purposely choosing to think about something positive in your life. That's the point, right? And when you do that, your brain is going to automatically shift to the glass half full way more often. So you have to train your brain to do this. You have to surround your environment around this. And when you do that, you're going to start seeing that gap as a huge opportunity instead of a huge situation or burden or, or anything, right? It's, it's kind of like, uh, excuses or reasons. I have excuses not to, or I have reasons to do so. Um, and yeah, I think that's the only way to shift that. that Yeah. I mean, I got a few thoughts. Um, I would say like, you know, some people have a lot more trials and tribulations or roadblocks in order to make them think positively. You know, they have different things going on in their life where it's really hard to think positive, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just, everything is, seems like they're not, maybe not seems like is like crashing down on them or they live in a bad environment or divorce or, you know, bad neighborhood or whatever the case may be. But piggybacking off of that, I I also think in general, this is wild. Like you kind of just said, like the whole restaurant review thing, like Mm -hmm. I think it's easier. I think it's easier or more common in society to think negatively than it is positively. 100%. Weirdly. Like, and, and like, unless you have an influence, I'll speak for myself, unless you have an influence like yourself or something directly in your life, like to have no choice but to think positively, if you don't have that, it's, it's natural. 
I don't want to say natural, but I think it's easier for people to just resort to negative. It's yeah. easier. And, and, and it, like along with everything else in life, it's easier to not do the harder thing. Yeah. Why is it harder to think positive? It's because of everything around us, man. I mean, I, and, True. and this is where like, I wasn't, I don't think I was born that way. I was, I was raised by great parents. Like yeah. I think, but you know, my parents split up at a young age. So at a young age, I was not literally on my own, but like both parents had to work. Yeah. I walked school. It's like, Starting in to. sixth grade, I'm yeah. like, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. My brother's watching me, quote unquote, yeah, my older yeah, brother. Yeah. He's like, peace, I'm going to go skate with my friends. And I'm just out doing whatever I want. So, you know, hanging out kind of on the street with skateboarders and getting into trouble. And then, like, obviously not having people around me to motivate me. And then uh, not having any drive in school. And then graduating and not doing anything really to pursue. Mm-hmm. Just partying and listening to negative music. Like, there was nothing telling me to choose positive. I had to... F- start thinking about it and it decide. Easy. It was hard. It was quote unquote harder. Very hard. Yeah. And I had to sit there and go like, I have to purposely try to train myself there to do go. this, you know? But I think, you know I mean? Like I said, music. And here's the thing. The best artists, some of my favorite lyricists and artists in the rock music have committed suicide. And if you listen to their music, it's very fucking depressing. And very they evident. Were, they were depressed. So crazy. But the pain in their voice makes the music good. Yeah. I hate saying that, yeah. but it's true. It is you know? very true. Um, even like I was listening to 50 Cent on the way here because you know I always listen. There's a couple 50 Cent songs that amp me up when yeah. I'm like ready to go, um, and they actually are somewhat more. They're like like Hustler's Ambition. It's totally. like get after it, you know. Yeah. But that's actually why I like Big Sean a lot too. Is a lot of his shit is motivating. But like 50 Cent was grinding and grinding, and grinding, and grinding, and not doing anything, and then he got shot. Had a bunch of crazy stuff happen. Shot nine times. Yeah. Just like in the movie you see, and then he blew up. Yeah. Why is that? Because he had a different pain in his voice. He had a different thing to talk about. It does sell. Yeah. You know, TV shows and movies. What are the best ones? Yeah. The ones with murder plots and crimes and cr- mysteries and, and crazy shit. And I'm, I watch it too. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, reality TV. What are the most popular ones? With the most fucked up drama. Yeah. That's why I like fucking documentaries because it's like, let's tell a story, you know. But the point is, is we're surrounded by that stuff. And this is, this is why I don't watch the news. It's, it's, there's never positive news sections, right? It's very, very rare to see that. And I understand we got to be updated with society too, but at the same time, every, and I'm not going to go on this tangent, but every news station is biased to one side of any argument or of anything. And therefore, if you're watching any one channel, you're going to be hearing a biased opinion on something. I'd rather just not watch any of it. And I can make my own decisions about life and positivity and, and what's right and wrong. But the more we consume negative stuff, the more we are trained to think, negatively yeah. and to draw our mind to that first yeah. and it's it is yeah i want to say uh along with that gap you know in order to i think a huge component of in in order to transition or to hardwire or to train your brain to think positively you really have to you know you you, you say that you know that gap it can be fear you know, mm-hmm. it can be that, but you have to, I think a huge component is visualization. Mm-hmm. I ha- you have to see the end of that, that gap. You have to say, okay, what is that, that gap look like at the end and say, okay, I really want that. You have to convince yourself yeah. or train yourself or make, you know, make yourself, make yourself know that that end goal of that gap is something you want to be able to transition your yeah. brain to and be possible. Yeah. I think convinced is a good word for that because I think self-belief comes from convincing yourself. Absolutely. Which is crazy to think about. You have to convince yourself to believe in yourself. But right now you are thinking, I can't do it. That gap is big. So you have to change 
that sentence and that narrative in your head. And the only way to do that is convince yourself that you can, because a lot of people, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about visualization, um, writing down, in, uh, affirmations in a journal, right? Like in the Taylor journal, we have, I am blank. I will blank. You can also do, I can blank. And you write like powerful statements totally. of what you will do, who you will become, whatever it may be. And people struggle and they say, I don't believe what I'm writing. So why am I writing it? You're writing it so you will believe it, right? As much as that sounds like you're a sociopath, you have to literally write it out every single day. You have to look yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself every single day until you literally believe that you're going to be able to do it. I've talked about this many times. When I have big goals that scare me, my natural reaction is to tell some people about it. Why? Because I need more belief in it. And I want to see people's reaction, right? Either hopefully they're like, damn, dude, that's going to be sick. And they don't doubt me. And I'm like, okay, they believe it. I should believe it too. Once upon a time, it was doubt that fueled me. Now I'm like, I want belief because that's going to help me believe that I can do it. And when you tell other people to hold you accountable as well, but at the end of the day, I think that's the perfect way to look at it. You can't, that gap from where you are now to where you want to be, whether that's business or weight loss or, or life or relationships, spirituality, whatever it is, you can only see that gap as, a, as an opportunity and possibilities and something that motivates you if you choose to, which means you probably got to convince yourself that you can do it. You got to convince yourself that you're going to have a good time through it. You're going to convince yourself that you're going to stay consistent and that you're going to be motivated and that you're going to learn lessons and there's going to be positive things on the other side of it. But it also means that you have to choose the, the, the positive perspective and the glass half full in everyday situations, right? And this is where positive focus, I used to do that in my journal every single day. That was like when I really got into journaling. What happened? What's this, the lesson behind it? Why is it positive? How do you apply that lesson to your core four? Body being balanced business. So for me, you know, I got hit, right? I got a T-bone in Renton on my way to the airport to go to Santa Monica. I don't know how I still made it. That's because I get to the airport like three hours fucking early because I'm like that guy. But um, with Theo and I got fucking T-boned on the backside of my car. He ran a red light, but he said I ran a red light. There was no cameras. It was this whole mess. I ended up going to trial like years later. It was a big fucking thing drawn out. Nobody got any money because we were both right. But the point is, is, is I remember like getting to the airport and my first thought was I need to pull out my phone and write positive focus because I'm pissed. So what happened? Why is it positive? That's really hard to find. What's the lesson behind it? Apply that lesson. You know, you can always find positives in any situation. And even when it's so fucking hard, and sometimes the positive is the lesson, like this is a really shitty situation, but I'm going to be stronger because of it. And that's the positive. And the lesson behind it is blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to apply that to these areas of my life. But if you, when you do that every day for situations, now all of a sudden your brain just switches. So something happens to you and you go, man, this sucks, but positive, 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 right? And now you start to see everything as the glass half full. And I do this all the time. And I, I've, I've uh, known people in my life where it's almost annoying because, you know, like something happens and you're like, yeah, but dude, like think about it like this. And they're like, can I just be angry for a sec? And I can understand how that's annoying. But on the other side of it, it feels really good to be like, that, that doesn't bug me. Like that's not going to bring me down because I'm going to think positively about it. Now, there's fucked up shit that happens and you're going to be down about it. But eventually, you need to be able to see the brighter side to continue pushing through. And when we look at this gap, this, this gap, if we want to be motivated by it, we have to have that positive uh, focus mindset where we can just shift and go, what's the positive? How am I going to grow through this? Otherwise, that gap, it's a long fucking journey, you know, especially if we're starting a business, especially if we're having weight loss. When somebody starts a weight loss journey, they got 60 pounds to lose. Well, that's a long fucking time. If you're lucky and you lose one to two pounds a week consistently, 
That's still a long fucking time. Yeah. I don't know. What, what is that? Uh, 60 pounds divided by however many weeks. I'm horrible at math. It's a lot of fucking, yeah. it's a lot of fucking weeks, yeah. months. It's a long time. But how are you going to be better as you go through that? Because in a 60 pound weight loss journey, even that five pounds, that first five pounds, you're better for that. You're more disciplined. You have more energy. You have better sleep. You're healthier. Look at that positive. Every pound you lose within that 60 is making you a better human being. But if you only glorify the 60, the six zero at the end, it's going to take you forever to get there. So this whole entire thing, it just comes down to changing your perspective, but it's a choice. If you don't choose to do it, it's never going to happen. Yeah, man. It's fucking hard. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's got to be hard. I'm just sitting here thinking like, how? uh, it's nearly impossible, I think, for a, a majority percentage of society to do positive focus when someone just T-bones your car, you know, after they were in line. It's like, no, absolutely. Fuck that guy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you train yourself for, I didn't do it right away. I'll tell you that. No, I know. I walked up to his car heated, but that's hours later. I was able to be like, because I had, and this is the other thing I would, this last thing I'll say on it is if you don't have an environment that pushes you to be positive, it'll be very hard for you to do it. Cause when I got to the airport and I sat down, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was not, Positive focus. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck that. There is no positive. But I had mentors in my life that were working with me, showed me positive focus, that in any situation it would be like, yes, right, sir, positive yes. focus. You know? I even remember having check-ins, and they'd be like, did you do your core four? Like, what's your core four score for the week? Because it was like half a point for each thing. There's two things in each one. So you have eight points a day, eight points times seven. Like, there was a score. And it was like, here's my score for the week. And if it was like, you haven't done X, Y, Z today, I'm hanging up the phone. You're going to go do that shit. And then we'll jump back on the phone because you need to be clear mind. You got to be, you got to do the work. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. All right. So every situation, like positive focus, man. It's like, I got to think of it. So being pushed by people. And it's even like situations where I said this in uh, my speech at your wedding, like every father's day, every mother's day, like you text me, I wake up, there's a text from you mm-hmm. about whatever's going on. Or if something's going on in my life, you're checking on me. You need people like that in your life, period. You know? My wife does the same thing. You need people like that that actually fucking give a shit. Um, You know, I have some really good buddies in the industry, uh, Brad Jensen, Sam Miller. They do the same exact stuff, and they know some of the personal stuff that I've gone through. And over the years, they would check on me. They would hit me up. They'd see how I'm doing. And I don't see them very often. But those are the people that you want in your circle. And the people that aren't that way, write them off. And and that doesn't mean that they always do it for themselves. They need it for you, too. Because sometimes it's hard to think positive for yourself. But then when you have a friend, go, dude you know, think this way or like, Hey man, I'm just checking in. I'm here. Now you go. Okay. And it's the same thing with gratitude. You remember, all right, I got good people around me. Totally. You know what I mean? And you can define, write them off in different ways. You know, you can just say, okay, those people aren't that person for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not ever going to never talk to them again. Yes, exactly. I understand that they're not that person. Yeah. You don't need to tell them like, you're not my friend. Never talk to me again. Yeah. But uh, totally. Dope. When, uh, yeah, let's do one more. We'll make it quick. (laughs) (laughs) all right uh yeah okay next question that comes in is how to stop neglecting new information from coming in in order to help you grow so let me say that again how to stop neglecting new information from coming in that it in order to help you grow so for people listen thinking of like think of it thinking of it like uh when you're in your comfort zone and you don't want to accept new information or people influencing you a positive way because you're set in your own ways basically so avoiding being in that place um man it's tough i think that you have to 
you have to completely eliminate the thought in your mind that how you do things is the best way. And I know that sounds crazy, but, you know. It's kind of like my way, the highway. Yes, exactly. And until, until somebody gives me a better way of doing it that logically makes more sense, my way is the best way. And that's okay. But if you're unwilling to accept that somebody out there does have a better idea than you, you're, you're fucked. You're going to be a big-ass stone stuck in the mud. You're not going anywhere. Because at some point in time, you're going to realize there's somebody out there that does it better. There's somebody out there that has done it better than you already, that has done it faster, that has built it bigger, that has been more successful, that has been happier, that is whatever, you know? And until you go, you're allowed, and this is actually a lot of it's ego, right? Like being able to drop your ego and go, you know what? Maybe I don't have the best way. And this is just being open-minded. Let me hear you out, you know? And there's plenty of times where I'll hear people out and tell them no. I'm like, no, I don't think that's the smartest move. You know, and, and that takes a lot of confidence as well. So there's two sides of this. There's the ego that won't even accept information. And then there's dropping so much of your ego that you lack the confidence to make decisions for yourself. And we talked about this on that one episode where it was like, uh, there's, uh, what was it? Confidence, ego, and arrogance, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was like, confidence and ego actually can be good. Arrogance is you're just a, you're just an asshole who like talks the talk, but can't walk the walk. You just talk shit and won't accept, you know what I mean? Ego can be good because, because if I'm, if I have a little bit of an ego, it also means I have a, a high level of certainty in myself. So I can step into a situation where somebody's giving me advice and they could even be more successful for, than me, but I have enough certainty and confidence in my own ability, in my own knowledge of what I'm doing with my business or my people and my body and stuff to say, I don't think that's the right way for me. Maybe for you, but not for me. Like I accept the conversation and I'm open to your advice but I'm going to choose to continue doing my own thing because I have enough confidence in it, right? Having confidence is, is good, but a little bit of that ego will actually push you to be able to say no even when a, an influential figure, for example, tells you otherwise. Um, arrogance is just, I mean, you shouldn't be arrogant, but um, an ego can be bad too. But the point is, is I think that, I think you have to, number one, be open to what other people say because, you know, We've talked about being self-made on the podcast too. Nobody's self-made. You know how many mentors I've had along the way? Somebody asked me on my Q&A the other day, uh, how was it working under Tim Fagan? Yep. And he's a legend. That. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of recognition on social media because he's just, he's, he's an old school strength coach. You know what I mean? But he's, he's well known for old school strength coaches. And he's like one of the originators of a lot of shit. Um, and he knows so many of the OGs in the game. And like, he introduced me to so many people. So like, he put me under his wing and then he introduced me to countless people who helped me grow more and more and more and more. And it was only because I was willing to say, I'm an open book. Talk to me, tell me, teach me. And when it was the right path, I took it when it wasn't, I didn't. And I just kept growing because I could just suction cup onto people that were better than me and take their info and take their advice and take their lessons and grow and grow and grow. But if I was so stuck in my own ways, I'd still be a trainer at a big box gym, not doing shit because I wasn't willing to listen to the guy above me. And the guy above him and read the book on the topic that I didn't agree with, right? Same reason why I read on diets and protocols and training methods that I don't necessarily agree with because there's things that I can pull from them and there's, there's aspects that they're right with, right? It's the same reason why during, in that post that, that one <laughs> troll got really mad at me yeah. uh, about the carnivore diet. In the, if, you, if you read it, I literally was like, I don't give a shit what you do. I don't, there's, there's, there's pluses of all these things. I actually know people who have gotten through some serious, not personally, but. I know of people who have gotten through some serious autoimmune-related issues for going carnivore 
Do I agree with the carnivore diet for most people? Fuck no. Don't eat vegetables. Come on. Yeah. Like, that's obviously not great advice. But there's people who have serious autoimmune issues, and they have a lot of intolerances and issues with a lot of different foods. And the best way to avoid having flare-ups is to eliminate all of them and do the one, eat the one thing that's not going to cause any of them, which is typically meat and fish. You know, so it's like carnivore diet might be great for you. I don't think it's sustainable. It's not a good weight loss diet, you know. But the point is, is I'm not opposed to any of those things. I'm not opposed to relearning. I've even, even since having Brandon Roberts, the CSL team, I've had to relearn quite a bit because, you know. Just hitting you with the facts. Yeah, and science evolves, you know. So like I might know something and then new science comes out that I'm unaware of and I'm pretty confident about something. And then I talk to him and I'm like, fuck, dude. I got to completely rethink what I thought. It's why we did the podcast, yep. changing my thoughts on, right? Because I'm open to changing my thoughts. And I think that's the big thing is if, if you're not open to changing your thoughts, you're not going to get very far, but you have to be open-minded. You have to have confidence in yourself, but you can't be so arrogant that you are closed-minded and you won't allow other people to give you advice because there is people that have done everything better than you already, period. So we constantly seek out. That's why we have consultations with different types of businesses and different types of consultants that do different types of things totally. because we're, we do it good, but they've probably done it better. So why not pick their brain? Why yeah. not learn from them? You know what I mean? And that, why not have a mentor? Why not have people that can tell you how to do things better? Because you're probably not doing it as great as you could. Um, but if you're not open-minded to that, if you're closed off to the idea of, of, of accepting information and advice, then you're not going to grow. Totally. Plain and simple. Even if they haven't done it better, per se, they've probably done it differently. You can learn from that. Yeah. I've, I've, I've listened to so many semin- webinars and seminars and been to so many events and I've done multiple certifications, for example, for nutrition that technically don't certify me to do anything different than I was already certified yeah. to do, but it's taught a different way totally. and it's from a different perspective, yeah. which is going to relate to a different client. You know what I mean? I'm going to take away even from a teaching perspective, yep. like I teach this stuff too, being on a podcast and content and my team. So hearing how other people teach is going to allow me to teach better and in a different way. Um, and it, it all boils back down to this idea of like, there's people out there that just know how to do shit a little bit better than you, or they've tried to do what you're doing and they failed. So let them tell you about their failures so you can avoid them. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the biggest parts about a mentor is in, in the people I've mentored and still kind of do mentor. A lot of it is like, no, no, no. I did that. Don't waste your time. Trust me. Like, go the other path because you're just going to waste your time. I did it. It didn't work. I learned a lot, but let me just tell you what I learned so you can just not spend the time failing and learning, you know, and they grow faster. Same reason why I have a mentor, right? For life, relationships, spirituality, because I'm trying to learn how to better all these areas of my life. And he can tell me. Before you hit that roadblock. Exactly. He's a lot older. He's done a lot more stuff. He's like, let me tell you what I've been through and what I try to do and how I learn. I grow because of that, but it's because I'm open to it. You know, I'm so open to it that I invest money into it and that's like a whole nother level, but that's what breeds success. That doesn't say open to it. Then I don't know what does. Yeah. If you're willing to pull money out of your pocket to spend on it, then yourself. Yeah. And fuck, I mean, and and this is like a, the humble brag, but like I spent a considerable amount of money on a mentor for my team, literally. So like we, we are so into this that we literally have somebody that is a personal development coach for my entire staff. Like that's pretty fucking crazy, you know, and really fucking cool. Yeah. But it's it's because I believe in it so much and I see them be better from it. I want to make them better in life. It's not even about the the coaching, the personal development stuff is literally not even about business. It's like, let me help you guys become better human beings. Um and and that is being unbelievably 
open to it and, and invested in it, you know? And I think that's, that's the biggest key here. Um, so the best way to avoid, um, uh, I mean, so what's the question again, the best way to essentially, well, not neglecting, new not neglect. There you go. Not neglecting new information is number one, being open-minded. Number two, not being so arrogant or egotistical that you think that you have the best way because you have to accept and admit that you don't have the best way. You may not know the best way yet. Keep doing what you're doing until that comes up. But if you're not open-minded to hearing what other people say or learning new information, you'll never find the best way to do it. Cause there's always a better way, a more efficient way. Um, and, and, uh, I think honestly, a huge piece of this too is reading and listening and studying. Like, um, I, I uh, reading that book that I was showing you this morning, it talks about this morning, it was saying this considered because it's going through the speed reading section. It's called limitless for those listening. Yeah. And, uh, it talks about like how people basically just stop reading at a certain point, but like all this research that shows just reading anything makes you a more intelligent person, like in general. And it's, and it's actually interesting how they say why people stop reading. And it's, and it's basically because of school, like yeah. because of the way you're trained to read and how you're s- supposed to read in school, it actually deters. It, it does, yeah. I was gonna say it doesn't force, but yeah, it deters people from reading continually. Um, but if you seek out reading the, the thing with, and this was really cool with it. And, uh, and you're going to hate me for this one, but it talks about like audiobooks and video, uh, and, and visual learning versus reading. And the reason reading is more beneficial is because you, you literally can't have distractions if you consume the information. So if you, if you put yourself in an environment where you can actually get the information out of a book, your brain is working differently Absolutely, and you can't be distracted with yeah. anything else. You have to be solely focused. And it says, even if like there's benefits of reading for your mental health oh, totally. outside of even taking the information. So no matter what you read, read fucking Harry Potter. Yeah. The, the it's, idea, it, it's the eyes working exactly yeah. right. And processing the yeah. words and being able to go through them faster and ex, like excluding distractions around you. Like there's a lot of benefits of reading that are completely outside of whatever you're reading, yeah. but obviously there's value in that too. Um, but even just being open to doing that shit, like we've had this conversation before. It's like us choosing to do things to grow as a human being. Nobody's forcing us to do that. That's why school sucks. Cause they force you to do shit. And it's usually improvement stuff that you don't care about so like that's why i failed algebra twice that's why i failed spanish three times i didn't care about learning this stuff yeah i didn't see any application for it but now i read things that i see application for and and i'm choosing to develop and grow like knowledge is the only thing that's infinite in this world your brain doesn't have a capacity which is really cool it's it's a it's a big ass uh hard drive but there's no limit to the storage right yeah which is nuts why wouldn't you just keep filling it up you know, and side it, rant, listen, it, it, go ahead. I was just, saying, I mean, it's completely off top. It's, uh, Steven, you know, Steven Tyler is. Yeah. I, Aerosmith? Aerosmith. He was on, have you heard the Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. If, uh, if those listen, have listened and just what I said with storage, he's the only person that has ever said, I don't have any more storage in my brain. Oh yeah. yeah I have yeah. so many cool memories yeah. that I can't store anymore. Yeah. And Joe's like, are you sure it's not the drugs? And he's like, <laughs> no, no, I can't, I don't have the capacity to store anymore. <laughs> I was fucking dying. I was like, okay. Um, yeah. But it's the only you don't thing think that's the, infinite. You don't think the brain has a capacity? Mm-mm. I mean, why, why do people forget stuff then? All right, that's because, another half hour. Yeah, it is. But they talk about that in the book too. And it's, it's basically because it's no longer useful. So it's not that. So your, your brain. Who, who says it's useful? You. Because you don't use it. Oh. Your brain subconsciously will decide what's useful Ooh. and what's not. That's why you forget things. Ooh. So, and there's ways to. So there's actually a story <laughs> in the book. My parents' uh, birthdays are not useful. <laughs> I mean, to an extent. 
there's things on your mind that are more important to you than that specific day. Yeah, wow. It is, you know what I mean? Um, or there's also a section of the book that talks about uh, the crutches we use. This is the downside of technology. The crutches we use eliminate our uh, feeling of the need of it being important. Mm. So I have Google Calendar, so I don't need to remember it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you rely on that, and then you realize you never, like, fuck, what calendar did I put it in? Yeah. Like, where is it? And then you don't remember to look because you didn't set a reminder that it's, like, a month ahead, so you prepare for the birthday or whatever it may be. But... I don't think there's a capacity for it. However, there is, I think there's a, um, to use a computer term, there's a processing speed. And I think that if I am trying really hard to remember stuff that's not useful, I will work slower on the things that are useful. So I think your brain purposely kind of puts stuff on the back burner and forgets about it unless you do stuff. But that's also why out of nowhere, you're like, holy shit, I forgot about that. You never forgot it. It's just your brain chooses to put on a different section of the brain to not think about it because it's useless. I you know, I think it's considered forgetting, but, but why did you remember it again? Yeah. Because that it's stored somewhere. So they have a story in the book Touché. that this, this person, uh, there was a family heirloom and she got it when she was really young and didn't really care whatever she hid it because it was supposed to be hidden and she lost it for like five years and she went through his, uh, memory course and she like called and had this whole story about, she went through these drills to start like getting better, better at memorizing. And she found this thing that she thought was gone. And it was a family heirloom that was super important. Like her family, it was like family trauma. It was, it's a cool story. Damn. But you can bring stuff back when it becomes yeah. important. So you can bring stuff back when it's important. That just tells you, you got to find, no, 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 no. You, you really have to define the word forgetting. Yeah. Did you really forget it? Or does it just mask because you don't use it? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So I don't think there's capacity. I think that you can keep going. <laughs> and, and that's part of this whole topic, you know, choosing to learn. Yeah. You know? goes back to the first one too choosing a better perspective touche well i think that's it guys that was a great episode have a great monday and we will see you in a couple days